It is Friday, the 5th of August 2016, and this is episode 289 of Digital Outbox. Welcome along to another episode. I am Chris hosting today and Ian's here as well. Hello, Ian. Good evening, Chris. How are you? I'm all right. Ready for the Olympics is what I am. I'm ready yes. for I'm gonna I'm determined to at least get to the bit where the athletes come in. <laughs> of oh, the wow. opening ceremony. Are you? Oh wow, okay. But I don't think I'm gonna get to the end of that. That's no. that's just ridiculous. Because even even the London I listened, I listened to the, the London soundtrack this morning mm. just, yeah, to, to get in the spirit just to plow through and it was great it's a great soundtrack because it's mostly it's all underworld and yep. you know all that kind of good stuff and um and i remember the, i remember watching the british one a uh, london one i love british one when you watched the only one four years ago and it was like there was that anticipation because everybody had bad mouthed it and you're thinking yep. this is going to be terrible and it started off a little bit you know because i remember lots of scottish people were saying F off playing Jerusalem. It's a, it's a British Olympic. <laughs> and then, of course, they kind of just kind of kind of filmed their ass straight it. away. He did a good job. Went everywhere. It was fantastic. But even when the, all the athletes were coming on, it was like this is a bit of a hard watch now. Yes, even even even, <laughs> even they couldn't figure out how to do that. It's it gen, it's very it's an important thing for all the athletes to come in, but it does take too long, doesn't it? Then might even that's even just the one of the things. Glorious the Bowie and Heroes and Chris <laughs> Hoy. I can still see it, and it was all like quite quite emotional, quite kind of because it was a great night, and this was all yep. fantastic. And I'm sure it's going to be great when Murray walks on with it as well. But I'll watch it tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, all right, let's get on with the tech news rather than the Olympics, which is very exciting. Um, let's go with Google, which is going to roll out family sharing. So Olympics to Google. There we go. Family sharing. Very exciting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically... <laughs> basically that's harsh. You, okay, fairly harsh. It's quite a hard if, comparison to make. If you, had a, if you had a family... And there was up to six in the family, and you all had to buy dark skies at two ninety nine, just to get accurate weather forecasts. This saves no, you, you can loads share of money. It. And so if you've got a music it, subscription, you can now share it. Okay, yes, it is a it is a nice thing, and it, in fact, for a lot of people, people and families, this solves a lot of problems. Um, you can have a central purchasing account as well, so you don't have to have individual accounts, uh, and you can control who has access to that account, which is obviously going to be really important in these scenarios. But yes, it is good that you can download the app once, and then within your family, you can share it. And yes, they already have their music sharing, so this just adds apps on top of that. It is a good feature. It's all my point was it's not quite the Olympics. Uh, that is true. That isn't quite Olympics. No. And there's and to be honest, there's going to be no drug scandals with Google Play. <laughs> Who knows whether there's going to be drug scandals on this Google Play? Uh, let's uh, let's see whether we talk about drug scandals across Google Play in upcoming episodes. James Corden's Carpool Karaoke is uh, going to Apple Music. We were just so we we closed the last podcast. And I can't remember if we mentioned it or we talked about it afterwards. And then I think this just dropped just afterwards that mm. that, that that it's an Apple Music exclusive, and it was like that's pretty genius because whether you like James it's lot, James Corden seems a bit marmite. Some people love him. Some people absolutely think he's a, a fat tosser. I actually think <laughs> he's really talented and good. And he's done under- some very very good stuff. Yes, but I can understand why there's just there, there's sure. a. It's just one of those guys. Just you yep. know, is you know, annoys people. And, and um, I, I have to say, I thought he was going to fail at the Late Late Show. 
I thought and he was going to do a. I thought it. I, I thought there was no chance, but carpool karaoke seems to have absolutely triggered him into the stratosphere. Yep, and so Apple, Apple have basically bought the format. It's going to be an Apple Music exclusive. The controversial, surprising bit is it's not going to feature James Corden. He will be what? 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 He will be a producer. I don't. See, for me. It's his him doing it that makes it what it is. So I can't see how you can have that format and have someone else doing it. But there you go. That's just me. Um, no, I, I think agree. He, he nailed it. I mean, I'm struggling to think of other, you know, um, you know, like fat. Top Gear USA is rubbish. Office no, USA was but rubbish. I'm, but I'm just thinking back to the. You're looking for somebody that is like comedic, uh, can sing, um, can interview people and can chat and all that kind of stuff. And it's quite chubby. It's hard to to combine all that into take away even the chubby bit and it's still difficult you know, I know. it's just I know, it's all these I just things anyway but 830 830 million views on youtube so far so yeah that's that's incredible and it's not been going that long 120 million just on the adele one yeah um, and, and this amazing. is again apple dipping its toe into that kind of exclusive content so it looks like a bit of a fight against spotify that they're, they're kind of looking to do a bit more around video um, and yes. they're also doing they're doing some crazy app show like planet of the apps almost like a kind of it's like a kind of game show for app developers with celebrity judges like okay paltrow and apple are like and it's like apple what are you doing give me a new mm. macbook <laughs> stop doing these things <laughs> yeah but they're thinking i get more money out of this than i do out my macbooks right yeah yeah um keeping on the apple um <coughs> money train they've sold a their billionth iphone they're billionth iphone they have sold a billion iphones bonkers i, I actually was a bit underwhelmed by this i was like so what, what? yeah i know what i, I, I know it's daft <laughs> and, and i think it was just i think it was just it was like is that really a big deal because you, you... it's because they keep i guess because they keep rolling out these billions of dollars that they make and they keep rolling out these trillions of application and push notifications these numbers are so massive now i guess when you say i've sold a billion iphones it doesn't compute but if you think that's a billion at a minimum of six hundred pounds each. I, I, no, you're, you're absolutely right, and you and you and you think back to when it launched, and you know, Obama and BlackBerry saying they think they're going to sell phones at six and seven hundred dollars. They're crazy. Nobody wants this. It certainly doesn't cost them six and seven hundred dollars to to but you know to make these things. And, and I, I added it to the notes. What put it in context for me and made me realise actually I'm being I'm being foolish. I'm just being daft. Um, it was a former Windows boss, Stephen Sinofsky. He had a tweet that just showed you other how how many years it took uh, you know other platforms or things to get to one billion. Um, yeah. So the iPhone was nine point one years. The IBM PC took twenty point eight years. And that's a combination. Is that all the IBM PCs made? Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Android, considering all the kind of you know phones, considering that's like you know cheap to dear as well, it took four and a half years. And I mean that's all... that's one thing we should be aware of. We didn't really I mean we did say that we that Android sold a billion, but that again it is across multiple companies and across multiple initiatives. It's it's you know, so you had Motorola, there was Google themselves, there was LG, Samsung, um, some of them are you know two hundred pounds, you know, ninety nine pound and three hundred pound and six hundred pound. Yeah. Um, McDonald's, it took twenty three years to serve a billion hamburgers. <laughs> Facebook, eight point seven years to get to that many users. So to think you know, it's almost like you know, and, and 
if you look at Facebook's traffic, I'm not saying they're all you know, iPhone users, but the amount of people on mobile is is king for Facebook. So it's yeah. it did put it in context, and it's like actually that is a big milestone. Yep, agreed. It's it's bonkers, bonkers that one company can do that. Uh, Apple's been urged to rethink its gun emoji change, so they changed their emoji from a handgun to a water pistol after all this spate of shootings we've had recently. But the Emojipedia website has argued that this is not a sensible thing, could lead to confusion when someone says, come over here for a water fight with water pistols, and they bring real guns. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I so Apple dropped the latest beta iOS beta at the start of the week and the thing the thing that's going to make people upgrade come September isn't going to be the new features in iOS 10, it's going to be the 100 new emoji icons that are there because that made every paper's news on Tuesday morning about here's the 100 new emoji you're going to fall in love with this September and yeah. and they've also done things where before if you just picked like a policeman icon it's just a policeman, you can now pick gender as well as race, so it's all giving you all that flexibility so that's going to drive the updates emojis but are so beyond me i love them <laughs> i absolutely love them it's beyond me yep i love it um and so it, as i don't as you think said, i've ever other than a smiley and a winky not not that winky i wink you know winking smiley but yeah, i, I know i know when i send my thumbs up and my fists i couldn't even love it <laughs> the um the so, so what the what this site was basically trying to say is like see if see if I see if I send you a WhatsApp and and use the emoji with the water pistol, if you're on a Samsung device, Android, yes, you'll get a gun. You. So you'll Go. bring a gun to my water pistol, and that's going to cause trouble. But it, as much as anything, although that sounds silly, what it is is it's a it is a different communicating thing. It's not yes, it's not the same thing. You have to. And that's, you know, that's yeah. So that's the point. point that's the point. It's going to mean different things on different platforms. And okay, we understand why Apple have done it, but this isn't the right way to do it. Um, so what they're saying is deprecate it. Just take it away. You don't have to carry it. So if you don't, but don't change its meaning. Because if you start yes. to change its meaning, then you're going to get people saying, well, I don't want... Yeah, don't have know, the gun at all. Yeah, I don't want a, a rain icon. I want something else. And, it'll and in a serious situation, different. if someone's saying there's been a shooting in somewhere, then it really doesn't work when the shooting is done by a water pistol you know it yep. takes you know could be quite a serious thing anyway there we go um so that we'll see what happens about that they normally come out with the right solution in the end don't they um uber is re- withdrawing from iTunes. china we, we yeah, other than itunes <laughs> uh uber's withdrawing from china um they have done this by um selling themselves to dd Ch- how do you i don't even know how to say dd Didi. So Didi is a company that, that Apple invested in. There's been a pretty vicious fight in China. Uber were throwing tons of money at it to try and win it. And I just said, actually, let's bail. Let's stop throwing this money away. Let's uh, get some money back and sell ourselves. The Uber brand um, will still exist, but it's not them anymore. And and lots of people saying now that this just means they're just going to, you know, go go public and go in the stock market and raise more money. Because it's just the, the, the money they're making is phenomenal. Yes, they, they've kind of cracked the, the Western market and they wanted to crack China um, and they have found, as many, many people have found before, that China is not the same as, a, you know, breaking through, you know, in, into Western, uh, you know, economies. Um, you have to do things different. Things are done differently and that will likely never change. So they, they've changed tack. They've sold themselves instead. And yes, you're right. They probably get a taste for that and, and they've done what they need to do, which is build... 
Uber into this thing and now they can sell it. There we go. Done. It's all good. But yeah, I think the, the, the you know, just another Western company thinking they can go and do the same things in China they do in, in, in our economies and they can't. No, and we've seen, you know, we've seen Google, you know, you know, not saying struggle, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, massive companies that, that, that can outstrip them. You know, it's the same about the chat they can't services. Have, they, they, they don't have it their own way. They're not in charge in the same way they are in the Western no. economies. And also there's lots of, there's lots of kind of legislation and, you know, Well, there's government. there's lots of legislation and, and alternatively there's lack of legislation as well, isn't there? So they face both of those. They have legislation where they don't have it. They have legislation which is de- <laughs> deliberately designed to screw them up a bit. Plus they don't have legislation to support and, and, uh, and back their own, you know, you know, whether that be copyright claims or whatever, you know, trademarks or whatever. Um, Instagram has got a stories feature, uh, which looks basically like they've ripped off Snapchat's stories feature. It is exactly the same as Snapchat's story feature, as in if you've used Snapchat stories and you're used to doing the navigating through somebody's story, when it launched on Instagram, which was Wednesday morning, I was in I was in Sunny Barrow. It wasn't sunny. And um <laughs> It's never uh, it's never sunny in Barrow. No, it is sunny in Barrow. It just wasn't Wednesday. And um I, I, and I was like, what's this hideous icon at the top? What's all this nonsense? And without without knowing what to do, I know what to do. It was exactly the same, you know, so you could, you know, you can swipe to shut the story and it was the same swipe. You can click to see through each of the, the part of the story of the day. Um, it was just it was exactly the same. I wonder whether that will breed some problems because, I mean, I, I, I'm hands in the air, never used stories features on Snapchat, never used it on, you know, I don't really use Instagram either, so... Neither of these things are my forte, but I want, you know, we've seen people moan about, you know, this duplicated content before as far as just, oh, you copied me. I wonder whether they've got uh, something to come back on. They've, they've copied it, but in some ways done it better. The video quality is better. Um, the interface was a bit more obvious as well, as in how to get there and what to see. I actually, mm. I actually prefer Instagram over Snap. I know lots of, lots of kids use, you know, both of them, but Snapchat's mm-hmm. just growing humongously. And I guess this was Instagram's kind of, or Facebook. I mean, Facebook have basically cloned a number of different Snapchat services because they see it as a massive competitor. And um, so, yeah, it's 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 there. Um, and just right at the bottom, I just added in as well. So that um, MSQRD, Masquerade, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, Facebook owns that as well. And it does the similar to snapchat it does like the facial recognitions and put the filters on and matches it mm-hmm. all and it's very clever what you can what you can see and do in a phone just live and video yes i'm sure that's going to come as well the bit really disappointing is instagram was all always just focus on photo and it was nice simple app you know all those gone. you know all those apple people who were saying this is the end of this app it's going to be destroyed <laughs> well from what it was, yes, it, it is. You've now got all the tat and the rubbish that, that everyone else seems to want to Honestly, when you open it up now, it's just like, oh, you know, when you compare it to what it was. Uh, but that's what, obviously, <laughs> they're seeing that as that's what I need to do to grow the service and keep the service. Yeah, there you go. I think, it, yeah, it's definitely now it's not just that serious fo- um, photos thing, is it? Oh, it there you go. Again. Shaq's got a story. Um, it, it was just these cool comics. How exciting. Thank you. Yeah. One password. Friend of the show. One password. Well, I say friend of the show. They um that we both use one password. So they are, I guess they they are our friends because they do good software. Anyway, well, I don't know where where that was going. So let's just move away. Uh, 
one password is basically going to start up subscription services so whereas before you just bought into the latest version of the application and you could upgrade whenever they sent new major releases they are going the way and the model of that we're seeing many many others doing and they're going to offer you a 2.99 a subscription model um, which will keep you as long as you've got subscription you can keep up to date with all the major version uploads and updates that happened uh seems like a reasonable price uh they've upped the actual cost to buy it outright now um so it makes it sort of more sensible to go for the subscription model uh keeps their you know money flowing in um and yeah i quite i, th- I think we're going to see more and more people do it as the infrastructure is there for them all to implement this quite easily now with all the money transactions and microtransactions then we'd, this is just going to happen more wide, wide, widely but as a nice bit of software we just wanted to highlight that Oh, totally. It's not. It's not just nice. It's it's kind of essential if you have any kind of passwords, but but especially if you're like us and you're on lots and lots and lots and lots of platforms. Um, sure, I'd say one password is very focused around the Apple platforms, though. It's they are on PC, to, yeah. but they're yeah. they're kind of weak. Their 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 offering is weaker on the PC. That's for sure. No, I totally agree. I mean, it started it started as a Mac app, and then it became an iOS app, and then they brought in the syncing yeah. and. Um, and they have flirted with different models in the past. I think this is a, a good thing um, because it, it, I, think, I think the whole market's moving to it. You know, Microsoft, Adobe, the, all the big guys are moving to it. I now, I now pay my subscription to Adobe for my, for Lightroom yes. and Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. And it's just one of the things, if you want the tools, pay the money. That's it. You know, and, and and it is nice to not have to worry about upgrades and it just happens and yeah. that's invisible now you don't have to worry about that big outlay each month but you have to decide what is worth it and what's not and that's that's the kind of downside to these things but um, yeah for me this is, i mean it's a it's a every day every day yeah. in some way i'm using it because yes. all my passwords are unmemorable now so it's just like yes one password open copy use yep um google's also coming along with their open they're calling it their open yolo you only log in once. So um, they're working in collaboration with Dashlane, which is another kind of password management uh, firm. They, they, they're kind of ambitious on this. this, And the idea is that you will log into their uh, their password management software and that's the last thing you'll have to log into because then it will deal with intelligently handling your logins across all these other sites, uh, which is, you know, that's that's kind of the panacea in the end, isn't it? It's, uh, it's the kind of thing that... Um, we want to get to which is we don't have to we don't have to worry about identity anymore we can just log in once uh, and then everything else is managed whether that be you know logging into any service or site on your pc or application or or, or device yeah and i think it's i think it's smart because although the likes of us use one password and you know we keep saying oh you should go and use it and lots of people do use these kind of services like dashlane and one password it's it's still awkward for a lot of people you know, would my you know, so would my mother ever use one password? No. I think the only thing to of caution is, you know, we we get to the point when we use these you only log in once, you then get to the point of, you know, you're going to a site and it will ask you permissions and it's things like what can it have access to and stuff like that. And at that point, that's where people start getting bored. So we've seen it in Facebook and applications that sit within the Facebook framework and we see it within even on mobile phones when you download a new application and ask you a load of permissions. So people are just blase clicking on these things. So in some respects, you're going to be still giving your data to companies that maybe you don't want them to have your data. But that, I guess the, the concept will be that at least it's easy to revoke that. They won't be able to then use those details for, for anything that you haven't given permission to. And hopefully they can't you know, gain wider access based on that. 
It's summertime podcasting. Um, <laughs> it, uh, that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about that whole because we went through a phase where you gave permissions and you, and it wasn't very clear. And I think both Apple and Google made it a lot more obvious. And well, they've made it obvious, but people now are just so blasé about clicking on those permissions because it's so it's so many now. It's like yeah. before it was like, do you want to give access or not? Yes, no. And then you really did have to think, do I want this company to have access? And now it's like, do you want to have access? Yes. Do you want them to see this? Okay. Do you want to see that? Oh, I don't know. And then like as soon as you click no, it says, well, then you won't be able to do this. <laughs> you know, so it's... Yeah, I, I do wonder. I, I've always wondered why they don't. And I guess because they know people will just skip it and say I won't do it. But why don't they force, you know, like once a year? You know, like a, before you can continue to view these and at least accept that these apps still have access to this data. You know, and mm. actually put it in your face that, Jesus, there's these, you know, 300 apps that can still access and, my and, friends and, lists. And, and the problem with, yeah, the, and the problem with a lot of these sort of permissions is they are still, you know, what a chat application saying, I need to be able to access your um, your camera. And you think, well, why do you want to be able to use my camera? And then you, you sort of say no. And they say, well, then you won't be able to send video messages. And you think, fine. I kind of don't mind them being able to do that so I can record a video message quickly. But that also means that they can turn on my camera whenever they want and they can do whatever they want. So it's this, this, these, you know, once they've got access to this, this camera, they can do uh, many other things with it. So that's kind of where the issue lies. And I don't think they've solved it yet. And maybe these, these sort of one YOLO type sign on services are also going to face the same problems. Anyway, Samsung Galaxy Note 7 is going to be out on September the 2nd, which is going to keep a lot of people very happy um it's got a curved display and an iris scanner uh to stand out features so you can actually log in just using your eyeball uh, this is very sci-fi um gonna be around 800 dollars ish 770 to 800 dollars it's gonna have good specs um this is their sort of you know this this is their phablet isn't it basically it's their massive phone with a it's got a stylus and it's it caught a lot of people's attention because people did like that bigger form factor it doesn't look, but but see when you see the videos, it doesn't look very different to the like the the note, not the note, the um, the edge. So it's got the same kind of curved mm-hmm. screens. It's just a little bit thicker, and it's got the stylus. And as you say, it looks like see because the phones look the same. I think that's why they're emphasizing you know the iris scan. Which I think it's a good thing. I think I mentioned to you just. Before I think we in real life this thing is quite considerably bigger though, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. But you know. but when you see pictures, it's like mm. oh, I think it's it looks like, like, all, looks yeah. like the, the S seven edge, yeah. Yeah, it's all smartphones now. They all they all have pretty much. You know, yeah. they've got to kind of you know, yours will be the same. You know, it's like yeah. nobody would pass that off as a, you know, is that an iPhone? Is that a, you, know, you have to you have to give it a bit more of a closer look now yeah. to know what somebody's using. It's not as obvious. Um, I think it'll get more like that because the the Galaxy certainly are using a lot more glass to the edge than the iPhone. It's still got the chins, but next year if they start disappearing, you know, if the chins disappear and you just got a glass screen. It'll yeah. just be lots of glass screens and nothing. That's else. what the you know the, the fanboys sort of renderings that they keep faking. They're always got they're always edge to edge and they're always these. And I think the things. edge to edge you're seeing that in the Samsung phones, yeah. but you're not seeing it top and bottom. And I think that's the kind of next. That's obviously the next design challenge that they're going to be trying to track well, down. Or if they think it's even necessary to do that. Yeah, but yeah from, well, from the it's... fanboys pictures it always looks good yeah, but the practicalities looks, of what looks good aren't always you know no good. and because because it's that whole thing you know you don't realize that your thumbs actually got a place to rest and it's not yeah. doing something you know yeah. it's all those kind of things that, that no, they're really important of, yeah because even the edge and hand i find really slippy it's yeah. a slippery um you know piece of kit but but i i really like 
I really like the iris scanner. I, I, I said to you earlier, I log into Windows 10 with yeah. Windows Hello, and it's it's great, um, and it works. You know, so some I, I just you're on see board that with as, that, yeah. Yeah, interestingly, Samsung say that it's more secure than a fingerprint. Wow. Okay. I I, I don't know the science behind it, but that's their claim. And even more convenient, basically, because you're going to be looking at your phone. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've got a fairly decent camera going on there, 12 megapixel uh, f1.7, um, stabilization optical as well as digital. Um, and they've got 64 gig of storage, and you can expand that using um, SD cards or micro SD cards, sorry. And the the, the batteries is looking pretty pretty good as well. Uh, another 500 milliamp hours, which is always going to be useful. So, uh, yeah, like I say, I haven't personally ever owned one of these, but I know a lot of people that do and do like them. Um, so they'll be excited by this release. Um, we as a nation now spend more time online each day than we do sleeping. Surprised or not? I'm not surprised at all. No, I'm not. I guess it depends what you mean by online. I guess because at the end of the day, if you've got a device in your pocket that's connected, does that mean you're always online? I guess that's what they're taking the stats. And if I if I watch Netflix, is that classes online? See, it's streaming. Mm. You know, yeah. there's, there's there's this definition now. It's like most when I'm at work, I'm always doing stuff online. You know. Yeah, you know, you're and whether we like it or not, that everybody's you're always connected. Now, for some people, yes, that is definitely a, a problem. I yeah. certainly get I get it thrown at me quite often at work that you know you're too connected, too many devices, too much. This is too much, too much. Not it's not, yeah. it's not good for you. And it, and it's like, but I actually feel all right about it. I feel fine. I've always been connected to things like before. Before I, you know, a smartphone, I would be watching news all the time and and uh, the, and, and checking you, websites. You, and you know when it goes too far. That as in, even in yourself, you know that you've only just looked at your phone. You don't <laughs> need to look at it again, but you do. You find that compulsion to look at your phone. Yeah. And you know, then it's almost like a. It's a. It is like a drug of wanting to know something. What's going on? And you know. Where I found it a little bit kind of needy was like, see when I was blogging, I was fine. I was like, oh, I need to. I need to blog. So I'll mm. blog about that tv program I watched yeah. last night and now it's just i'll blog i do my weekly blog you know every yeah. so often i'll do a kind of odd occasional thing and i'm kind of content it's the same with facebook posting and twitter i enjoy the, the twitter service but i'll tweet when i want to and facebook i i'm hardly on and i don't really post much and i don't i don't I, i'm not bothered by that but you can see some people feel the it's a bit of a compulsion so there this, is a compulsion and and you must have seen it when you and you've probably done it so you've gone out to dinner or you've been absolutely. to the place oh, and Instagram. you find you're picking up your phone and not not interacting with people or you've seen other people do it to you so i i, I mean i've definitely been guilty of having a phone on the table with a meal, I've done it. and, and i definitely pick up and, and and i'm very bad at multitasking and therefore it does i'm i, I smart snub people because i'm on my phone when i should be i should be interacting with the people around me no i was i was uh i was uh sushi place with shack today and we're both we're both sitting. both doing it yeah yeah but and maybe that's you know maybe the younger generation coming up that will be a normal thing and you'll deal with that in you know in in effect you, maybe you'll be talking to the person you're sat with <laughs> via the medium of Facebook. You know, it's just maybe that's where it's going to go. But for for I guess for people who view it from the outside, that is an uncomfortable place to be. It's a change, and it's yeah um, something that we probably should keep an eye on because who who knows what that means from a societal point of view. So the surprising bit was that they said there was um, over a third of web users have undertaken a deliberate digital detox, which seemed quite extreme. Seems a bit high, but then maybe. But maybe then you that's... hear lots of people saying that they've done things like that as a fad, and they've written. It's like everyone, lots of people have done no no alcohol month, haven't they? So. 
Yeah, I mean, and to contrast that, I'd, I'd, I mean, I work at an engineering slash manufacturing firm as a guy this week was like, you know, I'm mid-40s. It was only two weeks ago I put my, I bought and put on a first app on my smartphone. Mm. Like, like, ever. Yeah. I was like, what? What? How have you managed to get this? How are what? you surviving? <laughs> and so I was like, so I was in Twitter, I was like, what? You're not even put like a Facebook or Twitter? I went, no, I've just got the default apps. I've never, I've never had a compulsion, but I got a, it says my kids bought me a Fitbit for Father's Day, and um, and then Needed and then me. now I'm tracking my sleep, yeah. and I'm quite interested in my lack of sleep. It's no, it's it's a normally hook in. I think we've mentioned this before, but some of this sensational journalism and the kind of things you get is because you get people like John Humphreys on the radio for who don't you know don't interact with anything, but then you get some you know. I'll take my family as an example. My dad recently had an iPhone, and suddenly he's doing you know a lot more of online stuff because he's found his own hooks in so from he before he would have been critical of it and you know oh you can't do this that and the other and now he's got his own phone which he really enjoys having um, absolutely and my mum's my a good example of that because yeah. originally it was all this what are you doing what are you doing that's yes. nonsense and then when you get it you realize it's like oh god i can it's, i'm not doing the things you want to do i'm doing the things i want to do yes oh and yeah. i enjoy doing this yeah. yeah so it's finding those hooks and and i think a lot but yeah so you, you get a lot of negative press but uh, yeah, it is something I think we do need to be careful of. You're, they are right to keep an eye on it at least. You know, it reminds me of it reminds me of people poo pooing like game playing. You know, so, yes. even, so, well, so even, totally. You know, so even when there's I, I can't remember which of the recent attacks, but there was a but one of them emphasised how he was a games player. It's like every eighteen year old is yes. a games player. Yes, exactly. That, I mean, that, that, yeah, you know, so why don't you swap that out and see with an iPhone user? Yes, he's a he's a person. He's a he's a he's a walker and a talker. He used yes, the internet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like it's it's just daft. So, and that that reminds me a bit of that kind of thing about this digital detox. It's like lots of people use it for lots of different things. Doesn't yeah. mean it needs to be dropped or it's a disease. No, but then again, we should also not dismiss. You know, when when no, people no. point things out from the outside. View. I'm not. They're just cocks. <laughs> iPlayer is going to require you to have a TV license from next month. So this is a change. So you previously could watch uh, catch up TV on iPlayer without a TV license. <coughs> the only thing you weren't supposed to do is watch live TV. Um, and of course, everyone who clicked, yes, I have a license, had a license at that point. Um, but now they've closed some of those loopholes up to make sure that if you if you are watching even their catch up services, then yes, you should have a TV license. Um Although they have left some loopholes open, which is you can see basically that they don't want to penalise, say, a student who is watching iPlayer on their laptop when they are away from home, because you know I guess they've realised that that's just a stupid thing to do when their parents and where they really you know their real home they actually have got a license. So they've said that yes, so long as you are watching on a battery-based device that's your own and it is not plugged in charging on the wall, then yes, you are covered by your parents' TV licence. So you can see the thought process of we don't want to screw someone over. How do we even write this down as a as a rule? It, it ends up being a bit ridiculous. Um, so as yeah. long as you're, it's by your bedside and not plugged into the wall, then it's okay. Yeah. Uh, they've talked to do it for a while. Um, yes. Makes sense. They had to make up new rules to do it. I guess they must be, they must have the smarts to know that if they came chatting at your door and you said only watch Netflix, that you've actually, you know, you've actually been using iPlayer. They're going to demand to see your PC and check. I don't know. I don't know how. I know you've been plugged in. No, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, or or is it, is it back to, you know, is a Sky and Virgin handing over the details to say, yep, 
you know, that particular user has been. The long and short of it is I don't think they will be sending people out to go and get students, but they will be using it to sort of just try and get a bit more cash in, which is kind of their point, really. They still have the crazy TV detective vans going around saying, we know you're watching. <laughs> we said, I haven't seen the TV advert like that for a long time now. It's amazing, isn't it? That, no. that was the thing of our youth. If we told young people today about that, they'd be, what? What are you talking with, about? With a kind of bent, bent like aerial on top of that yeah, van. Yeah, just... We know you're watching TV. We know you're watching. Um, yes, anyway, so there we go. So there's some new rules that you should probably make yourself aware of if you don't have a TV license and you do watch iPlayer. Um, it's now no longer just the live service that's covered by your license. You will have to have a TV license to watch catch-up. Um, right then, that is the end of our news. Um, and we're careering onwards into the um, Olympic period, um, of which I am in countdown mode now. Um, but if you want to find out, have you got a pick actually, other than the Olympics? Um, no. All right. So I am going to say, if you want to find out more about what we are, who we are, what we do, digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. And Twitter is digital outbox. I am on Twitter as cheesy UK. My academy racer.co.uk blog covers everything that I do on my racing stuff. Um, and where can we find you, Ian? My blog is ian.net. I'm a Twitter sweeper. And the next podcasts, I will have some thoughts on No Man's Sky. Ah, yes, because that's coming soon. A week today. Week today. Uh, yes, I have got racing next week, so it may be that we we are going to be, be yeah, it's going to be the week after. So another sorry, sorry, another little gap, but only a couple of weeks. And you you love it, you love the wait, and maybe we'll do a bit longer than we normally did. Maybe we won't. Maybe you don't like that. Tell us. Don't tell us. We won't listen. Thank you very much for listening this far. Um, We will speak to you again in a couple of weeks' time. Goodbye. Goodbye. I, I'm, I was trying to be all interactive and stuff, but actually, it's not our style. It, the, the, bit, the bit I always like when you do that, it reassures me that when I die, you can just carry on doing monologue podcasts. <laughs> just monologue podcasts. Yeah, when, when Ian suddenly disappears, uh, I'll just carry on spouting crap. Hi, this is Chris. I've got no guests this week. So I'm just going to crack on with this week's news. BBC iPlayer. Do you have, I, 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 sadly, in my mind at the moment, I could do it. I could do it. The only problem Ooh, is I would have no one to put all these stories together in a, <laughs> in a nice long list. What you could use is Siri is you could pre-record all the <laughs> all my bits using Siri. <laughs> and what I recommend is download the Fiona voice for your Mac and re- record that. There we go. Then we can have, have a nice Scottish Fiona and voice. Chris. Digital <laughs> outbox. <laughs>